0: When you do your triathlon training, do you swim alone, bike alone, run alone, work out in the gym alone? Well guess what? You aren't alone. I do it too. And you know what that makes us? That makes us lonely triathletes, which is why you should listen to the Lonely Triathlete Podcast. This is where I share with you my thoughts and feelings about a multitude of topics related to triathlon. I even discuss the size of the universe. Weird, I know. I'm not a coach. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm one of you check out the Lonely Triathlon Podcast, and let's be a little less lonely together. Hi, and welcome to the Lonely Triathlete. My name is Todd, and I am the Lonely Triathlete, coming to you live from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. On this Friday, September the 8th. And welcome to Season 3 of The Lonely Triathlete. If you're new to this podcast, you're probably asking, what exactly is The Lonely Triathlete all about? Well, it is a podcast, duh, that aims to take you into the mind of an experienced age group triathlete. That's me triathletes i've come to realize often train alone not always but often why i think it's because it's hard to align swimming and biking and running and probably weight training schedules with somebody else's schedule at least it is for me which is why i find training for this sport uh, can become and be a little a little lonely hence the title of the podcast And while I'm training, I have lots of thoughts and epiphanies and experiences. And I want to share them with someone, but I don't really have that many people that actually care. So if you're listening to this, maybe you care a little little bit about what you think and experience while you're training. So I want to deliver these little stories, these anecdotes, these thoughts that I have in short bite-sized pieces. So my aim is to keep each podcast between 10 to 15 minutes. I'll apologize if I go over or under that, but I want you to be able to easily take me along with you as you train. So think of me as your friend who also trains for this amazing sport called triathlon. And by listening, you and I, we can both be a little less lonely. And hey, if you wanted to actually act like a friend, why not consider sending me a note at the lonely triathlete, all one word, at gmail.com. Just drop me a note and say hi. Okay, so if this is season three, what was season one and season two about? And to be honest, I can't remember. <laughs> my intention was and is for each season to reflect my preparations for the upcoming racing season, which is now the 2024 season. So, I generally do two triathlons a year and maybe one or two 10K road running races. But I, I really want to do more than that. So maybe in 2024, I'll add an Xterra triathlon to my schedule or, and or a trail running race. I mean, why not? We aren't getting any younger. Hey, And speaking of age, if you didn't already know, I am a 55-year-old amateur male triathlete and i live in vancouver british columbia canada i primarily train and race standard or olympic distance triathlons for no other reason than i find the training volume of six to eight hours a week pretty manageable and i started racing in 2001 oh and in 2018 i had brain surgery for a burst blood vessel that severely affected one side of my face and still does. So my right eye doesn't blink very well or close very well. It is a pain in the butt. Weird because it's my eye, but it is a pain in the butt and pain in the eye. And also my right ear is affected. I've lost about 50% of my hearing and it rings with tinnitus at a volume of... I'd say a seven or an eight out of a 10, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's crazy. And 20, so 2018, 2019, that was the time where I committed to seeing if I would ever be able to participate in triathlon again. I was extremely dizzy from the pressure that the blood put on that part of my brain. And I had lost fitness and muscle tone. And, You know, I just didn't feel like the same person. So, would I ever do a triathlon again? Well, spoiler alert! Despite these permanent deficits, I've gone on to podium internationally, as I like to say, pardon me, in the US and Canada. And I recently, like a few days ago, set a brand new personal record for my finishing time. So, go figure. All right, that's me. Now let's get into the meat of this episode. Imagine a world. I'll do it in my movie voice. Imagine a world where the very ground you walk on holds the potential to reduce inflammation, improve sleep, relieve stress, and boost your overall well-being. Yeah, I'm talking about this ancient and seemingly rediscovered practice of earthing. Or grounding. Is there more to the earth's energy than meets the eye? Uh, I think this concept, as I've looked into it a lot lately, I think this concept really can be a game changer for one's health and athletic performance by supercharging your training and recovery like never before. So picture this. You've conquered countless miles of swimming, biking, running, pushing your body to its limits but what if i told you that by connecting with the earth's energy that that could be your missing piece of the puzzle in your quest for peak performance it's really true the concept of grounding is based on the scientific fact that the earth carries a negative electric charge just think about it for a second this planet surrounded by a magnetosphere with poles magnetic poles Uh, There's energy that's pulsating through the earth's core, through the earth, through the very ground itself. And this is a negative energy. And when we make actual direct physical contact with the planet, so that means touching it with your skin, we can absorb free electrons. And here's here's how the science behind it is supposed to work. So this electron transfer is the idea that The earth's surface is constantly charged with electrons, right? Due to global atmospheric electrical activity. And when you come into direct contact with the earth, either through your bare feet or your hands or any part of your body, electrons can now flow from the earth into your body and balance your electrical charge. We tend to hold positive charges in our body. If you were to get a voltmeter and measure the voltage in your body when you're not touching the earth, when you're not grounded, it's going to be somewhere. It'll be in the positive somewhere. I've seen people on YouTube um, test themselves and they're anywhere from 1 to 1.4 volts. But when you touch the earth, all of those negative ions from the earth flow into your body and remove that positive charge out of your body. So what's the big deal? about grounding yourself and removing this positive charge from your body? Well, apparently, allegedly, and there are about 20 peer-reviewed scientific papers on this, by the way, uh, grounding enthusiasts suggest that this electron transfer can reduce chronic inflammation in the body. That's almost the number one thing it does. And inflammation, as we've been learning over the last decade or so, it's associated with a host of health issues. So this idea of grounding is believed to have an anti-inflammatory effect. Number two, it neutralizes free radicals. So these are these are molecules or unstable molecules in our body, the byproduct of oxidization. And they bounce around without a partner. So they're a positive... Uh, a positive energy that bounces around and can cause cellular damage. But when uh, excess electrons from the earth come into your body, it takes all of these free radicals and it neutralizes them. So this is a process known as antioxidant electron transfer. And this leads to this anti-inflammatory effect. Okay, I'm just getting into the purported science behind it all so you understand what happens when you stick your hand where you just push your hand on your front lawn right so you reduce inflammation through neutralizing free radicals this is supposed to improve your blood flow because the uh the negative charge that's brought into your body pushes apart the red blood cells so they don't coag they don't um, stick together and this thins the blood, and if the blood is a bit thinner, it improves the circulation of the blood through your body, and that goes that has a trickle-down effect to aid in delivery of oxygen and aid in delivery of nutrients to your tissues. Other purported benefits are it balances your cortisol levels. So you have a stress hormone in your body called cortisol, and these negative Ions allegedly lead to reduced stress and anxiety by lowering that stress hormone. Some studies have suggested that grounding may influence circadian rhythms. So these are the rhythms that can help you um, go to sleep better and improve your overall well-being if you're getting better sleep. So all of these purported benefits have been studied in these uh, peer-reviewed uh, papers, but I want to make a note that there's also a whole bunch of anecdotal evidence and and a growing body of research behind these concepts. But it really is uh, the scientific community has really not reached a consensus yet. So we need more studies, and more rigorous studies, to really establish the causation behind this grounding effect. And to understand the mechanisms involved. Okay, so it, it's got a lot of promise, it has some good science behind it, but there's not enough for it to be like a guaranteed like this actually works. So we're kind of on the on the cusp of proving it scientifically. It's not quite there yet. So I figure if you incorporate this grounding concept into your routine by just spending more time outdoors and connecting with the earth, that is a natural, low cost, no cost way to explore its potential benefits. So whether you're a triathlete looking to optimize your performance, or you're just trying, you're just someone trying to improve your well-being, I think grounding is a practice really worth exploring with an open mind. So I'll just run through some of the the other benefits just to wet your, uh, your appetite here. We've got potentially enhanced recovery. Imagine saying goodbye to post-race soreness. Again, there are scientific papers that support the idea that grounding reduces inflammation and promotes faster muscle recovery. Improved sleep we've talked about, stress reduction we've talked about, pain relief. There are people anecdotally reporting that years of joint discomfort or muscular discomfort Have gone away after grounding themselves regularly. Uh, Enhanced endurance. If grounding could boost your energy levels, it and it enhances your recovery. It obviously will enhance your endurance, right? It just it makes sense that it would. Whether it does or doesn't, that's for you to figure out. That's for you to decide if you want to get involved in this and try it out, right? So. Guess what you're all thinking is, Todd, is it just as simple as touching the earth? Uh, Yes, this is the crazy thing. It is literally as simple as touching soil, grass, dirt, sand, bodies of water, like the ocean, rivers, streams. They're all fantastic conductors of the earth's negative energy. Uh, Concrete works asphalt does not work because there's rubber in asphalt and rubber is a is a um, um, you know a barrier to conductivity, brother. I'm going to think of the word later. Uh, that's why when we wear shoes all the time with um, rubber soles, we're, we are putting a barrier between ourselves and the earth. If you think about a typical day, You probably get up, you walk on an an insulated... That's what I'm thinking about insulation. Rubber is an insulator. You wake up, you walk on an insulated surface. You slept on an elevated bed. You're walking on synthetic materials. When you go outside, you put on your shoes with rubber soles. You sit in a car that's on rubber wheels. And come back to your home, which is full of synthetic materials, not grounded to the earth and you go back to bed in your raised platform. I mean, you're spending 24 hours a day, seven days a week not being connected to the earth. So how, how can you easily get back to connecting to the earth? Well, again, like I said, it is literally as easy as walking barefoot on grass or sand whenever possible. Just feel the earth beneath your feet after your training session. It uh, It's gonna give you an instant recharge, like literally and figuratively. You can also invest in grounding products like conductive mats or sheets for your bed. So if you think about it, if you live in the condo like I do and don't have easy access to the, the earth, you can buy these sheets or buy these mats and they connect to the ground part of your wall outlet. So there's no actual electricity going into the sheet. It's simply connecting to the ground in, the, in your wall outlet and that ground is connected out to the dirt of your house or, or your building. Right, so outside every building or every house there's a grounding rod that's in the ground and there's a wire that wraps around it and it connects into your electrical system. So these products just hook in to that grounded wire thus providing a mat inside your condo, inside your house, which is exactly like standing on the earth. When you touch that mat, your body immediately drops all of its positive charge and you go into a neutral or a zero um, zero electrical state, right? You're grounded. So barefoot walking is one of the simplest, most successful ways to ground yourself. Like I said, you can buy one of these grounding products. You can find them all over the internet. I'll give you a few websites in a second you can check out. Uh, Go to the beach. Walk on the the ground. The beach is great because any wet sand is even more conductive than dry sand. And walking in the water, obviously, is a super strong grounding connection. Gardening. Do you like gardening? Just spend time planting or weeding or just sitting on the ground. If you're in contact with the earth, you're grounded. Hiking. Hiking on dirt trails through forests or mountains, perfect opportunity for grounding. So when you take a break, or just pause, uh, sit or stand and touch the ground. And if you want to look into this more, I'm just basically scratching the surface of it for you. If you want to look into this more, there are a couple of good websites like earthinginstitute.net, one word, earthinginstitute. There are some really good papers on that website groundedcom or earthingcom or a couple of websites I'm, I'm just scratching the surface again of, of the resources you'll have to do some looking if you want to look check into this more I highly check I recommend that you check out a documentary on YouTube it's called the earthing movie I'll try to link to it in my show notes it it'll tell you everything you need to know about earthing or grounding but again before I sign off here I wanted be clear that when you're exploring this whole idea of grounding or earthing, it's really essential to approach the information critically. So do your own thinking about this. Do your own research. And if you're at all concerned, consult with healthcare professionals for any kind of personalized guidance, especially if you have underlying health conditions or concerns. Earthing or grounding, I don't believe is a cure for anything. I think it puts your body into a healthier um, state from which it can heal itself of certain health conditions better than if you weren't grounded, right? I don't think grounding cures cancer. I don't think it cures diabetes. I don't think it cures heart disease, but I think it can put your body into a state where you can um, uh, recover from those conditions faster than otherwise but again i'm not giving you medical advice i'm just saying don't i'm actually saying don't trust this as a cure but look into it as a supplementary way to live to live a supplementary practice that can really benefit potentially benefit your health and your athletic pursuits so i think there's mounting evidence for this efficacy of of grounding But at the end of the day, I think if you spend consistent quality time planting your feet in the sand or on the grass and you end up getting nothing beneficial from it, did it really cost you that much for the effort of being your own science experiment? It's a question only you can answer. Okay, I blabbed on long enough. I'm sorry, I may have gone over the 15 minutes, but I'm very passionate about this idea, about this concept. And I've ordered myself some grounding mats. I'll be trying them out over the next few months. I'll give you an update in a few months. I'm trying to get outside more than ever before and putting my feet on the ground. And I would encourage you to do the same. Okay, with that, I will say goodbye. And until next time, peace.